We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Jack Ramsey Post Game Show. Danny Murray, Brandon Sprague, Portland Trailblazers fall courageously 115 109 to the Miami Heat. <sighs> welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. Well, I'm an idiot and I didn't change our my little drop down here. I grabbed the pregame and not the postgame. There we go. I knew I forgot something. There we go. Professionalism at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. Changing on the fly. <sighs> okay. Uh, first of all, welcome in. Appreciate you. Uh, you can find us anywhere you get podcasts if you're watching here live on YouTube uh, or on the replay. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Help us grow the show, grow the channel. We are back on track. About ready to crack 2,300 on our way to 3,000, which is Let's insane go. to think about. Let's go. Uh, but thank you all. It's because of you that this all works. I'll tell you what, uh, Anthony Simons is why the Blazers work at all right now. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Obviously, the story of the night is going to be the ejections. Kyle Lowry, Tyler Harrell, Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah, I disagree with you. I thought the story was <laughs> Anthony Simons. Oh, there you go. See, I, see, I'm trying to bury it a little bit, you know. You know, I, I, can't, I don't think I, I don't can't. Think I can't. To. I can't hype up my guy every time. I need. I need everybody else to kind of do it for me. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it's like. Well, he does have his picture on the wall. You know? he, <laughs> Look, does, I, he does talk to him. He dropped a career high in his last game, 43. Got him a win. Matched Trey Young. And he followed bar that for up. Bar, word for word. Uh, and he followed that up by shooting 50% from three on 10 attempts and getting 28 points tonight. Um, he won perfect. But damn, did he have a really nice follow-up game. And that that was the most important thing for me tonight. I am done with the what's it going to take to win the game. I ho- kind of hope they lose these games. It is, it's these moments. I know you appreciate this as much as anybody. And that was my biggest takeaway. Anthony Simons, that third quarter at 20. Is I 20 good? Is 20 and a quarter, is that good, Brandon? 20 and a quarter is good. And I know when you do it in one quarter, people expect you to do a lot more in other quarters, but he's still a young player and he finished with 28 um, and got Portland back in that ball game. Quite frankly, they were getting beat down and uh, offense was a, was a dumpster fire in the first half. Yeah. And they either tied it or pulled within two. So he had a, he had a big third and uh, it was fun to watch him. He was the story of the night. Yeah. Story of the night. It is obviously Anthony Simons. Um, There is an asterisk. There is an asterisk. Kyle Lowry was 
too much, I think, for Ant early on. And the Blazers, I thought their game plan tonight sucked yeah. pretty, pretty fiercely in the first half. Uh, there was all this talk about going to Yusuf Nurkic and getting him more involved. I think he's probably a little bit gassed and still dealing some ramifications from COVID because there was a ton of times tonight where he just stood there. Uh, it was kind of just lazy looking Nurkic. Not yeah. to suggest he's lazy. It was could have been COVID, but it was kind of that look. He played 33 minutes, which it's a lot of minutes for that big guy without yeah, COVID. Without COVID. Like yeah. 24, 25 is kind of the sweet spot when he's kind of feeling good. So um props to him if he's battling through that. Uh his effectiveness was was rather limited at times. Uh what did the final rebound count end up being? Uh he 30, finished with no, 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 13. The team. Oh, 50 yeah, 36. to 36. They got yeah. their asses kicked on the boards. Yeah. And a big part of that was Nurk and, and Nas. Nas got caught sleeping a few times too. Uh, not Nas, even bodies on guys. Well, I mean, Nas had at the end there, he had a rebound uh, in a big spot. And it just like, he, it got it taken away from him. Um, Yurt Seven, he played Nurk. Goat Seven? Goat Seven. He played Nurk really well. Mm-hmm. 16 boards tonight. Like, you want to point to a lot of things. PJ Tucker was active on glass, and that Gertzivin guy. Yeah, 14, 16, and 4 in 32 minutes. That's a really good number for a guy like that. And mm-hmm. that is a. And huge... that's not the first time he's done that either. He actually had a night earlier this season where he had like 27 rebounds. Well, that's, that's exactly why they won the rebounding battle tonight. He was active yeah. on the glass. He's very, very active. And Eric Fendel says, shouldn't they be able to run pick and roll to get Lowry off Ant? So they attempted to do a little bit of that, but what the Heat do is they trap and they blitz. And they do it with big bodies who are very good defensively, i.e. Yeah. P.J. Tucker. Yes, athletic, if, bigger wings. You run move. an Ant, Ant Nance pick and roll, you're putting Kyle Lowry and P.J. Tucker in the pick and roll. Yeah, That's suboptimal. Sure. <laughs> I love Ant. Uh, I, I am very high on his ceiling. He has a loose handle, and you do not want to have a loose handle around those guys. Ant only finished with one turnover today, which is incredible. And that one turnover is when he tried to take and string a pick and roll out against Kyle Lowry, and Lowry was like, nah, it's not happening, bud. And that's so, Danny. That's so far been my biggest criticism of Ant. It's, His handle. It's the ha- it was the handle. We 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 talked about this in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who they're playing, but he had a game. He had a couple moments where it was just too loose. It was getting poked away too easy. It was the one thing I was like, okay, we'll see how that goes throughout the season. It's the one area he can still get better at. Boy, there's a couple, but that's one area that I would circle and say, keep that a little closer, a little tighter. Um, you know. It takes away from any potential big plays the other team's going to get. Yeah, but overall, like I don't want to knock Simon's. Like that's the the one like caveat to for his night nine to seventeen, five of ten from three, five of five from the line. His his shooting at the free throw line has improved too. That's that's a, a good sign. Uh, seven assists, only one turnover. So that's back to back games with over twenty five and seven. Yeah, taking good that's care great. of the ball. Like that's in thirty nine minutes. He only had seventeen shots. And <clears throat> shout out Holdall. He said what I've been yelling about for a while now, which is um, in the second half, Ant should get at least a third of the Blazers' shots. And I was just like, all of them. Because <laughs> it was it was the a point third, where... third, all of them, Casey. Like, what are we doing? His, his, the first half, Ant was an, almost a non-factor. And you, you do have to credit Lowry and Miami and their defense with that. But also, like, Nurk was trying to quasi-run the offense. Norm was trying to run more of the offense. And that's just not what they can do. Yeah. And it was ugly. It was really ugly. Norm started the game off one of eight. I saw somebody in here say they were, they were a little surprised in, in Norm. Okay, it was Bob says, I'm also a little disappointed in Norm as I thought he would have been better with CJ has been out. I push back on that a little bit. Norm struggled tonight 
started off one of eight, finished seven of eighteen, had twenty six three and one. That's back to back six for ten after a one and yeah what, one, one and eight, eight start. start. Yeah. Um, back to back games where Norm is being firmly put in the role of get shots, be a play ender, where the difference between Portland winning and losing has been Anthony Simons' aggressiveness or finding a way to get him more involved. The Blazers' offense, even when it breaks down with Ant as the primary initiator, looks better when a guy who can dribble, pass, and shoot is initiating the offense. I think when your roster is middle of the road to bad, Norm is way overpaid. I think mm-hmm. if your roster has a healthy Damian Lillard and is a little more filled out, yeah, Norm Powell is is a good player to have on your team. Not, not to suggest, again, he's not good now, but just to kind of highlight the difference here. I, I don't think he's a guy that we need to be looking at and saying, I know we got the $90 million contract. That means he should be doing X and Y. You got to have the pieces around him to make it make sense. Yeah. I think he's one of those cogs in, in, in a piece and, and, and one of those kind of guys more so than, Hey, you're down a player or three. Norm Powell is going to carry you. I just, I just don't know if he's that kind of player, but I think he fits in with a good, a good roster. I do. Um, Yusuf Nurkic just retweeted Evan Turner. Evan Turner on Twitter said, Let us sleep sleeping beast lie and just keep it hoop. If you're not seven foot and three hundred pounds, just make sure you sign a waiver before you roll those dice. <laughs> you know you know who doesn't have a boxing video out there? Yusuf Nurkic. Oh he does. No, he doesn't. Oh oh yeah, he does. He works he works out with Sem. Oh, he does? Oh, yeah. He no. works out at Dame's gym? Yeah, he works at Lines Den. Oh, man. I didn't know. I was going to say, well, Bosnian people don't put their stuff on Twitter. Yeah, they no. Just Nurk just mostly people. no. Nurk mostly just puts his like IG workout stuff. But no, Nurk, Nurk trains with Sam. Does he look good? Yes. He looks uh, significantly more fluid of a boxer than Tyler Harrow's. Okay, I was going to say eh, it's be better. Eh, How about eh, the uppercut? Yeah. Yeah, that, the straight arm uppercut was what we're looking oh. at in that video. Um Throw throw me in a ring with with Tyler and I will Jake Paul his ass. Uh, <laughs> you don't even need to Jake Paul his ass. I bet you he would break his hand trying to punch. I probably I promise you probably. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it. That, that's I mean, let's screw. It, let's get into it. Um, after watching the replay, Nurk left a little extra in there and, and stood over him a little bit. Um, live live action didn't look like it. it looked like he was just screen. Looked down like. That sucks. And then kind of went out about his business. He left a little extra in there. Little little look down for him. But yeah. I, I had this, this discussion with another NBA reporter a little bit ago. I get really tired of little guys leaving their hand up there, talking a whole bunch of just cash shit when they get switched on the big and they cross him over or they hit him with a step back and then little shoulder shimmy. Guess what? If the seven foot three hundred pound dude, if you get to show how fast and how quick and explosive you are, you know what the seven foot three hundred pounder gets to do? He gets to show you what grown ass man shit is, which means your big man better let you know about it. Yeah, Steven I mean Adams it's crushing. It's no Danny different, <laughs> Danny. I I don't think it's any different than when a pitcher gets a dude on a strikeout. He's yeah, he goes back to the dugout. The dude gets him and goes yard the next at bat. Listen, Jose Batista comes up there and it. just pimps it off the bat, and then suddenly it's a problem. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute. No, exactly. You struck him out two innings ago, and you can fist pump and Tiger Woods celebrate. But if this dude goes yard, he can't toss his bat. Be like yeah. hell yeah, 
No, Fernando Tatis that shit every time. Yes, every single every time. Every single time. I want you I want to see you ride it around like Pedro Serrano. Um but yeah, I get tired of, of bigs like you honestly Shaq got screwed throughout most of his career. Um, as far as fouls, like they just wouldn't call fouls for a yeah. long period of time. He got the shit kicked out of him. Sabonis was also a victim of this too, because they're just so big. And I, you know what? Drop stepping a guy into another dimension and keeping that elbow up there. Guess what? They're not going to do next time. You know what? Tyler Harrell's not going to do next time. He's not going to put that elbow out and go into a screen because Nurk's going to flatten him. Well, next he could also just not. Him. Yeah, he could also just not be a bitch. I mean, keep your head up. Yes. Well, you know, honestly, it's, it wasn't a dirty screen. He just crushed him. I, I, I hate it. Ron Artest said this the other day. Um, he, he was talking about Shaq, and he said Shaq, you know, it's travesties. Shaq got fouled so many times. Mm-hmm. It's Shaq. He's not moving. Like, they're not going to call it. And he basically was like, LeBron said the same stuff. Like, LeBron is so strong. that People hit him, and he doesn't move or flinch. He gets a layup, and it's just like, well, we didn't give him that call. Because it doesn't look like a foul. It's... No, because they're freaks. Yeah. But uh, Harrow running across the court and shoving a dude in the middle of the back when he doesn't see you coming, that's that's just like Jokic. I'll, I'll say it plainly. It's bitch shit. Yeah, it's not. It should be in the game. Honestly, if um, Nurk actually turned around and hauled off and crushed him in the face, wouldn't have bothered me. Wouldn't have bothered I, me. I, I, yeah, when you get whiplash push like Mark that. Markeith Morris is out right now because of what Jokic did to him. Yeah. A month ago. And Jokic only got suspended, what, a game? A game. I, I I hate that stuff. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Was Nurk innocent in this? No. Of course not. It's, it's Nurk. He's never well, going to be well, innocent. Hold on, in hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not saying that they didn't exchange pleasantries throughout the game. Oh, I'm talking about leaving a little something extra into it and kind of stepping over him. You mean after he put him to the ground? Yeah. Uh, I mean... He's not entirely innocent, but yeah. to but, me that wasn't enough. No, to that's doing that's that. kind of where I'm at too. It was like, no, listen, if you want to wait till there's a stoppage and go chest to chest with him, cool. It's kind of just to me. It's like, is he punking him a little bit? Sure, but like that, I feel like if you've ever played basketball, that's sometimes it just happens. You I'll, know, I'll, I'll tell like, you right now, I'm a large human being, and a lot of times in, in pickup runs, I got put hilariously as a point guard at a five. <laughs> Because, you know, most of the guys that are at 24-hour fitness are between 5'8 and 5'10, and by virtue of being a whopping 5'11, I'm a center. <laughs> and I and I can't I get, get that. I can't tell you how many times I had to, like, hold guys because they didn't see me, you know, 240, 250 pounds when they're a high school kid or something like that. I'm home on leave, and they don't see me. And I literally would grab somebody and be like, listen, man, they get a little irritated, and I'm like, listen, here's your choices. I could have grabbed you like I did, or I couldn't have grabbed you, and I would have knocked your ass on the floor. Like, <laughs> which one of these did you want it to be? Like, you can get irritated that I stood you up and kind of held you, or you can get mad. It's just... Yeah, I mean, who didn't place. almost fight, like, eight different times playing basketball? It's oh. the best place to never fight, but to almost fight. I threw a guy who uh, turned into an NBA player at a, at a, a local Northwest college. I threw him into a wall because he wouldn't keep his elbows down. <laughs> I told him, do it one more time on that wall over there. I'm going to throw you into it. He tried to rip through a move and caught me right, right, right below the eye. And Ooh. I, Oh yeah. I twisted up his Jersey, picked him up and threw him into the wall. And his dad, his dad, <laughs> his dad was there watching. He came and grabbed him, took him out of there. 
So, not to sit here and tell all war stories, but um, yeah, I just, I, I don't think there was much in it for Nurk, but he, what I'm saying is it wasn't entirely innocent, but Harrell overreacted by a mile. Yeah. A mile. Um, when you when you push a guy in the back like this, I just, uh, it just, it, it, it drives me absolutely insane. Drives me absolutely bonkers. I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. So, I don't know. Um, they'll probably both get a game. Oh, I don't think they get a game. I bet you they get after dollars or something like that. That's it. After the Jokic Moore stuff, I think it's going to be a game. Push from behind, and because Nurk brought the okay, hand up okay, to the okay, face. Okay, okay, okay. Beer bet. Okay, we'll beer bet. Beer bet. Okay. Um, if anything, these Nurk, guys don't really get in trouble, huh? I I think there's the difference. The I league know was, wants to sweep it under the rug. Yeah, well, I just I know there's a, a it was somewhat similar, but Jokic was more egregious to me. Like Jokic was a full on running up shove, whereas like Hero took a few steps up on him. You know mm. what I mean? Like, and he's a smaller dude, and and Nurkic didn't really like punch him. He kind of like push slapped his face. I don't know. I just think the league's going to find them and try to move on from it. Because these guys don't really, this isn't who they are all the time, you know? Well, I don't know. I think they're both kind of assholes. Well, Nurk is just kind of. <laughs> they both you are. You know what I mean. You yeah, know what no. I mean. And that's, that's where Charles come like, mm, they both kind of have reputations of riding those lines. So, yeah, well, they love to ride the line. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Uh, I've got some people in here that, uh, that, that aren't agreeing with me. Uh, on what? Uh, come on, Danny. It's a soft take. Um, no, Danny, you tripping? I listen. I don't. On what take? On, on the the Harrow Nurkic stuff. I, I We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I just... I, what, I, that I, hero was a bitch? I, I, I'm fully on board. Like, did Nurk put a little extra into it? Yeah, he did. But I don't think that it deserved the reaction that Tyler gave it. That's, oh, that part of it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I slight pushback on that too. I, I just, I, I saw that play 
four different times. I, I didn't really think he deserved anything for Hero to react that way. No, no, not in that matter. No. Like, if you, uh, it's, it's. Like, if that was me, I would have just, got, if I could, and I wasn't just, like, dead from hitting his body, I'd just get up, go play basketball. Like, yeah. just get up and go play. Yeah, it was it was a little weird. Um, But, <sighs> it gave us something fun and different to talk about. Well, the game itself was like, you know, he looked like they're about to blow him out, go up by 25, and this was going to be ugly. And then and you then, had the Ant third quarter. And, and then Ant went off in the third quarter, and they came back. And, and like it was a little accordion game. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I, I, right. Listen, if we get this accordion is, games the rest yeah. of the season, that's fine. The Cleveland game's going to be this way. I, I they're hope going to so. be down, and then Cleveland's going to blow a lead, and then Portland will blow that comeback. Like that's probably what it's going to be for them in most of these matchups. I would very much sign up for knowing that they are going to lose the majority of their games, but have it be remotely competitive at times, closing down the stretch, final five minutes. Like, oh, maybe, maybe, sure. Just a little flicker of hope that just dies out. Little, like a little whisper in the end, but you've got some some fun points. You've got a Norman Powell night. You've got an Anthony Simons night. You've got a Nasir Little night. You got Greg Brown coming in because somebody else is in Greg, you know, in uh, COVID protocols or something stupid like that. Um, Jake from YouTube says, "Hey, one thing is for sure: this game was definitely entertaining." Yes. Yeah, it was. Just it's entertaining. It's which is such a stark contrast to what we've had for the majority of the season. And I think a big part of that is that, what? Who, who are the guys that are on the floor right now? Yeah. You got guys with a lot more juice and a lot more energy. Uh, I think a big part of, <coughs> excuse me, of, of Dame's struggles has been his injury. CJ, just, I don't know, man. He was, it's a bad year for CJ. It's, it is in general. It is. Yeah. Cove is on the kind of what looks like a, a, maybe a career down slope. Um, Nance hasn't fed in, uh, fit in as well as we'd all hoped. Nurkic has not had the offense he thought he was going to get, and that hasn't sat well with him. Yeah, all the promises and stuff like that, and you know, throwing yeah. Terry under the bus because he was the reason that he couldn't do these things. And I just everything has kind of gone as sideways as you could have imagined. But there's still, um, there's still what I'm trying to say is there's still like redemptive qualities in this season. Yeah. And that I didn't I wasn't sure how possible or plausible that was going to be. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. But I think once all the I think once all the noise uh went away and kind of died down and injuries kind of took hold on on a couple guys, I think you could kind of see some light through the storm clouds, you know, like you still knew there was rain in like I today I, I went on a run and for like 10 minutes on my run, the sun came out and I was like, ah, that's, you know, and I knew it wasn't going to last. I knew the clouds were covered back up and rain again, but I was like, ah, that's kind of nice. It's kind of what we're at now, right? Right now, you know, it's like we're in the middle of the rainstorm. We know um, and we kind of know how it's going to all end. But like sometimes you get some some sunlight poking through. It's uh, it's a nice relief. So speaking of relief, um, Hyken asked, uh, I believe it was Hyken that asked, uh, Anthony postgame, Anthony was at the, at the podium, uh, on this potential for an extended role of Damian that was out for a while. Ant says, I've got people that believe in me. I know Dane will be helping me every step of the way. I think I'll be ready for it. And so uh, somebody I, I know who, who um, is very, very familiar with both Dame and Ant 
once told me that, um, did you ever hear the uh, Dean Smith quote on Michael Jordan? Uh, which one? The, the only thing that is that could stop Michael Jordan is Dean Smith. Is my, yeah, it's Dean Smith, yeah. So somebody used that analogy for Anthony Simons, and Damian Lillard was the Dean Smith. Ah. That's how much this person believed in Anthony Simons. Wow. That the only th- reason you aren't seeing him do this stuff, what we're seeing right now regularly, is because the role needed to do this stuff is as a starting guard. That's fair. And in two games? Two losses. Let, no, one win, one loss. Big oh, loss. yeah, yeah. Touche. Touche. But. No, but I, I see your point. I just. I don't know. Like, this is the tough thing, too, with him getting better. I don't know what to do with him. Like, this has got to be hard for Joe Cronin, right? Yeah, because could he be the uh, uh dude? He could be a dude. Like, but a dude dude. He could also, at best, be what he was tonight, which was good. Um, and would be a very valuable player for a lot of teams that could give you maybe some assets. Like, I, I really, like, I we've talked enough about Neil. I do not envy Joe Cronin. I, I don't know how you go about building this thing. I really don't. I think it's one of the tougher builds in the league right now. I really do. Because your assets, the assets that we know you need to shop, don't have the value that they had a few years ago. Yeah. And the assets that you're accumulating and they're becoming assets are also you kind of like, Shit, nice well, to keep these assets. Yeah, like, do I want to trade a 6'5 wing who's athletic? Do I want to trade a 6'3 and a half, 6'4 guard who can score? Like, those are nice things to have, but it might be the, the two things that net you some of the best return of anything else on the roster. Like, it's not an easy situation for that's, Joe Crow. That's the trade-off. Uh, DSJ wants to know who, who wins in a 1v1, you or me. In boxing? I don't know. I, I, it's not not specific. We can if it's if it's basketball. I mean, you got to ride with yourself, right? <laughs> when you pick yourself, right now. Oh, not right now. I wouldn't play you right now. That's that's like fighting a geriatric. Wow, <laughs> cold blooded, bro. You literally uh, are like, I need a quarter zone shot to sit in an airplane. Like that's not fair. Yeah, no, it's it's not it's not good. Um, I don't know. I've never seen you play. You never see me play. I don't know. I, like I mean, I'm I'm I'm, de- I'm decent, but I can't move. So I'll, I'll even give you the the nod here. Um, someone says to my surprise, Greg Brown is only six seven and a half. Not true. Greg Brown came on here and told us he was six nine. He said that the measurements that are all over the place have him like anywhere between six seven and six ten. He's he he laughed and said, "I'm six nine. <laughs> and he might still be growing. Who knows? Yeah, he's he's a big kid. So, um, but yeah, I. <sighs> Is there a reason we're not seeing him more? I I've tried to ask, but because of the COVID spike, nobody's allowed to practice right now. I just that's that's yeah. odd to me that he's not. It's kind of Terry like the way Chauncey's not playing him. I have a reeling suspicion that it's just up here. That I have a reeling suspicion is, you're going to lose, and who gives a shit? Play. <laughs> I think we're getting towards that. Okay, I hope so. I think you have to deal Cove and Nurk first. That's fair. Okay. With Nance out, like, yeah. Speaking of, let oh me, my God, can we not? I hope. Me, I hope for the best for that dude. I hope it's a sprained knee at worst, and he'll be out maybe a couple weeks and then be back. 
no update yet. Just the one from nine when they said he was not going to return. When they tweeted knee injury out for the night, that usually is not a good indicator. Yeah, especially when it's non-contact. So he came down on his left leg and his right leg was bent and didn't touch the floor. It was bent in the air. He was like, oh, no. Not great, Bob. Yeah. Rough, rough look. Um, Overall, these last two games went about as well as I possibly could have imagined. Remember I said coming into this five-game homestand, I was like, you know, if they they're they're gonna stumble into one of these games and get a, and get a win, I did not expect it to be Atlanta. I was actually probably leaning more towards Cleveland because they've got a lot of guards out, uh, I, and they don't have a, a lot of initiators outside of you know Sexton and Garland. And how Sexton. dare you disrespect Dylan Windler? Listen, man, uh, I, they actually I think they did move him. Uh, him and Lamar Stevens were like the starting two and three the other day. Did you watch that Grizzly game? Yes. That was good yesterday, man. That was a good basketball game. Uh, the Grizzlies have they beat what the Suns, Warriors, Cavs, Nets? Was that was that? The f- uh, I think they beat the Nets, and then that the Cleveland game. Or so the, those are the yeah, last four wins. For the, the Cleveland Grizzlies. was a back to back, and they yeah. came back and won that game. <coughs> Basically, what I'm saying is the Grizzlies are really good, yeah, especially when John Morant plays. Breaking news. Yeah. Uh, so we've got Cleveland on Friday. And then is it the back to back? After that, uh, I yeah, I think it is. I've got to right? pull it up because now it's, I'm, I'm it's screwing my head as far as when the schedule uh, change hits. By the way, Portland currently with the seventh worst record in the National Basketball Association. Yes. Uh, so Miami, Cleveland, Sacramento, Brooklyn. So Sacramento's it's Sacramento's the front end of the back to back, and then they get those two days off plus a road travel day. So they play on the tenth. Yeah. And then they play again on the 13th. So that'll be huge. They'll get Tuesday, Wednesday. Because traveling to Denver sucks because when you get to Denver, it's like a two-hour drive from the oh airport God. to the hotel. I've never had a worse city to fly into than Denver. I, I absolutely hate it with all with a, you, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the crosswinds. Yeah. Oh, my God. I And I hate flying, too, so it just makes it worse. Uh, somebody just just said uh, geriatric orangutan. Yeah, they don't live for very long. So. <laughs> I actually said to the doctor, to the surgeon, when he was debating, asking me you know, as far as like what we wanted to do, and I told him, "Listen, I don't know how many years I have left, so I just want to get this done." I was like, "I don't want to sound like morbid, but <laughs> I legitimately like." I just want my quality of life to improve and to have one summer for the first time in five years, man. And he just looked at me. He's probably in his 60s. And he was like, okay. Listen, <laughs> glaciers are rapidly melting. This I don't know, man. This shit's over. Know. Get me healthy, please. Just let me have one summer. That's literally what it came down to. Um, we, well, we won't talk about it much because I don't really want to highlight it because it was a rough night for him. Uh, Nas played 34 minutes, 4 of 12, 2 of 8 from 3. Yeah. 10 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Wasn't the normal impact that we get from from Senor Little. Um, um, can I have okay. yeah. yeah, I don't want to make – I don't want this to sound like I'm captain excuse-making here. Mm-hmm. Just sharing an opinion. He didn't get to play last year, folks. Like he got robbed of what last year was. I think yeah. we need to we need to put ourselves back into the mindset of he's young. He is where presumably Ant was last year. Mm-hmm. Ant had some games, and then Ant would disappear. 
And I, I, I think that's part of the learning curve of, of being a young player and finally getting some rotational minutes here. Um, he got some minutes before the injury, before COVID, but once that stuff happened, it wiped him out. It derailed and, him pretty soon. And so it, it took a lot of games from him. It yeah. took a lot of conditioning from him. Again, I, I know this all sounds like excuse making, but I, I just I'm trying to give this proper context. Like it wasn't a great follow-up game for him the way it was for Ant. But it's not a total indictment of him as a player. And I think we need to remind ourselves it's a, it's his first real year getting solid, consistent minutes. And now that everybody's injured or being traded, um, he's just going to get more burns. So I remember watching Ant last year where I was like, wow, this kid's great. And then I he'd go two weeks and I'm like, maybe not as great as I thought. But like now he's really good. And I think that's just kind of part of this uh, in the evolution of development. This is what we're talking about in the pregame the last couple days. The opportunity to make mistakes, to have bad games, to have nights where you don't shoot well, to kind of look around and go, damn, what the hell was that? Because you know what that means? It doesn't matter because you don't care about the wins. You never get past caring about winning. Like The guys on the court care. The guys in the front office care. The coaches care. But in the grand scheme of things, you're when you're not hunting that top four seed in the Western Conference where a possession, a quarter, a five-minute stretch, a one game can be the difference between three and five and home court and not home court and all that kind of stuff, that goes out the window. Yeah. And that, that matters because Nas having a rough night tonight, you know what we do? We go, hey, it's all right, man. Get back out there. Get on the horse. Bring it, Cleveland. That's the that's the the mindset change from yeah. like what the start of the season and what were the expectations and all that kind of stuff to now when you go that's that's the whole like when I talk about tanking I'm not talking about losing every game I'm talking about cranking up minutes of guys who aren't getting them right now right and that's the most important thing yeah um Malls asked how did Nance clear health and safety protocols in a day uh, Nance had a um, not a positive test, an inconclusive test. And if you pop an inconclusive test and then you follow it up with two negatives, you can get right out. So that's what ends up happening. So um, Eric Fendel says, I think when Nas set and shoot, sets and shoots, he's good, but he was falling back and kicking his legs out a lot of time, falling short. He did, we were watching yeah. it in the, in, the, in the watch party, and he did, his, his footwork was a little bit of a mess tonight. He rushed a few shots. Yeah. Uh, that's That's kind of the... The thing that we were talking about actually was that yesterday in the post or last game of the post game, where it, he was just decisive and clean with his footwork. He, he knew what he was five. doing. He, yeah, he knew where his spots were going to yeah. be, and I, I think that's a really good point to bring up because we saw that in the live uh, second half, the live watch party we did, or mainly you did because I wasn't at most of it. But I, I think I, I think that was a, a big takeaway for me. There were a few shots where you could see him kind of doing the fallback. Mm-hmm. You know, slight leg kick out. I, I think that's a really good point to bring up. Those are little things he can tweak. He can see in the film when he runs it back and says, "He's not quite there yet to do that." Yeah, I, I need to develop the confidence of this shot before I, I start doing it. Now. He's got to get like a year and a half, two years of his base shooting thirty six, thirty seven percent. Yeah. So it's, I think that's kind of where we're we're sitting now. Um, obviously, the Blazers have the uh, Cavs coming up, and let me let me take a quick look. Um, their their injury report tonight. 
to have an idea of where they're at with theirs because uh, I'll be honest, it's, it's hard to keep track of everything. Um, Rondo cleared, but conditioning kept him out last night. Um, Okoro is going to be out. Obviously, Rubio is going to be out. Sexton's going to be out. So they're going to be missing uh, three of their top four guards. Yeah, but we get Garland versus Ant, so that's exciting. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's For those of you fun. guys who haven't seen Darius Garland play, he plays like Damian Lillard. Oh, he's just a man possessed, man. He's tough. He's a bull. He's just – he's fun. It's, and Mo, and Mobley, I mean, dear God. Um, I mean, fight on. I mean, I say this. I, I know he gets – he looks like a hybrid to me. I've heard, I mean, I've heard a lot of comps, so maybe somebody's mm-hmm. throwing this one out. I'm not trying to, like, uh, take anything from anybody. But he kind of strikes me, and maybe it's because he wears the short shorts, as like a hybrid of Kareem and KG, the way he, like, looks. Mm-hmm. And then also kind of the way he plays. You know just what I mean? Like he just does he just is. He's just you know he's legit. He's yeah. just like that dude's a game changer. I've I've talked to some guys who um would would be in a position to know. Uh played that position for a very long time in the NBA. And they all said the same thing. He is going to be a not just a star, but a superstar in this league. And, and they, yeah. they said they wouldn't be surprised if he won, you know, multiple defensive player of the years and was multiple time first team All NBA. And, and this is gotta, this is thirty games into his career. And you've got a borderline All Star point guard now in Garland, and you've got a proven defensive monster in Jared Allen Lock, who's down. probably going to be an All Star as well this year. Who would deserve it too? Because yeah. Cleveland's been one of the better stories of the entire season. So, um, it's. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be another fun game. You know, Cleveland's yes. a young team that can blow leads, and Portland's <laughs> a team that sucks enough to lose the game. Cleveland, so does, Cleveland doesn't have the offense, and so I might not take the over that night. Uh, but they're, they've been wonderful defensively for the most part. Yeah. Um, Jake says Danny looking like a, like a young Bruce Arians. I'll take it. Screw it. I don't care. I'm married. Super um, Bowl winning coach, brother. You know. uh, I did see that, a lot of this tonight because yeah. the Bucks let Demarcus Cousin go. I did see that. Yeah. I don't think he's signing anywhere on a 10-day. No, they said he's got a lot of interest in free agency. Yes. He's probably going to sign a season-long deal. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow the Lakers ended up calling because DeAndre is unplayable. Yeah. Um, contracts are guaranteed on Friday, so there is time over the next two days before somebody you know, um, finalizes a roster spot. That's why the Bucks let him go. Was that they didn't want to guarantee a contract and they wanted the flexibility to make a two for one swap or something like that. Which I like that. I think that's a good move <laughs> by Horse. But I'll also say if you go check Buck's Twitter, he was fitting in really well. No, he that. was. Like, he was giving he, he was giving them real minutes. Yeah. So yeah. um I, I don't think Portland is gonna take that flyer. I think no, if, if no, they no, did no, anything no. like that, they're gonna go look at a uh a younger big he but, wants to go to a contender. Yeah. Like that's no secret. He doesn't want to Larry Nance this. Well, I think Larry Nance didn't know he was Larry Nancing it. So it happens. Yeah. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you all very, very much. We appreciate you. We love you. Like, rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. Uh, if you're watching here on YouTube on either live or on the replay, click subscribe. Help us grow the channel. Uh, we've got the live watch parties coming up. Again, I'm trying to uh, get a couple of guests over the next couple of games to come in for the watch party. Um, I'm going to see how close we can get to getting Justin Rowan in. Um, if you've had him, if we've had him on the show, obviously, a couple times before. Rowan's the homie. Um, 
would be a good fun back and forth, especially during the Cavs game. Bob asks, how close is Zeller to coming back? Nobody knows because he's in health and safety protocols. And that's what they keep listing. They won't actually update his injury status because it's the Blazers, and they're just looking to irritate people for no good reason. Um, I know he's been back on the court, but I don't know how serious the work he's been doing. So um, we'll wrap it up there on social media, at Jack Ramsey's, at Danny Morang, at Brandon Sprague. We will catch you guys tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow's the... Uh, Thursday, we'll we do the live show. We'll go, what, what, 5.30, 6? We have to talk about that oh, after the that show. Okay. I, I I might becoming, I might be becoming a basketball coach for my nine-year-old. Oh, we could get uh, live live feedback from the practice. Oh, they're going to run suicide so they puke. Those, <laughs> those, those motherfuckers are going to be on the baseline. <laughs> what are we doing, coach? On the baseline. Tweet. You want, run these, you want to run these girls off the court? You guys better get in position. We can't shoot, but we can run, baby. Oh, man. Love it. All right, well, we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll put out a time tomorrow. Uh, Brandon can't make it. Maybe I'll get to see if I can get somebody else. Uh, until then. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.